was born ready. All right. In that case, welcome. <laughs> God damn it, Joseph. I did, I did not think you were going to start it like a. Well, I'm trying to start it. Welcome to the Unfailing Media Club. How's it going, everybody? Oh, we're doing good, man. How are you doing? Oh, you weren't asking me. Uh, yeah, how are we doing out no, there, you beautiful you. folk? Fuck you. Uh, this is the show where... I sound like I said you beautiful fuck. Hulk. Uh, this is the show where we suggest either a movie or some form of media to each other, and every week we watch that thing, come on back, and we talk about that thing on this here thing. Yes, we do. Couldn't have described that better if I tried. Not even possible. Not. Not nearly impossible. Uh, and last week, you suggested a movie by the name of... Get Rich or Die Trying. Nailed it. Uh, our initial ratings for Get Rich or Die Trying. Three, two, one. Six out of ten. Nine. Nine. All right. All right. Okay. I'm, I will never... Yeah, well, I I will question people's uh, ratings. Of course, I will. I'm a human That's being. Fair. I'm a human being. What can I do? That's what we do. That's why we have this show. Is because we want people to react to our ratings. Yes, absolutely. So of course, I'm going to react to your rating. Uh, I'm going to need some defense for this beyond nostalgia. Is this purely a nostalgia nine out of ten, or do you think if you've never seen this movie, you would give it a nine out of ten today? Uh, okay. So there's three elements that I think. I, I'm like, I think this. these were things really done well. Uh, and I, I, maybe this one is a little bit of a cop-out, but like, I think the soundtrack for the movie is fantastic. And not just like, oh, it's a movie where I'm putting my songs in it. It's like, these songs make sense. Like, the song is talking kind of about the situation through the movie. And it's even the way he goes a about working... on IMDb. Sorry, did you see that? Is it really? Yeah, it's not. I, I would like not... to... It, it's not, by any means. Oh, I was like, What? But for some reason, it's oh yeah, no, no. In, in case you're wondering, it it is it is not like it's not even like they're never busting out into the song and dance. There's no jazz hands. That would have been great if they did during a robbery. <laughs> it just became a musical. But I'm sorry, I didn't mean to side <laughs> okay. you. I just yeah. So so I think the soundtrack was was fantastic. I actually thought the acting was really well done. There's some great actors in this movie. And even 50 Cent, uh, there's like one scene where, you know, I'm sure we'll get into it later, but he's getting into an argument with his uh, his girl and and there's just like this single teardrop that kind of comes down and his mouth is wired shut. With the and I was just like, oh shit, that was, I thought okay. that was pretty well done. All right. Okay. So I... The I know we're not at that scene yet, and that scene is very far into the movie, so we'll get there when we get yeah. there. And it's okay. I'd pre preface this by saying I did not hate this movie. I actually walked out of it thinking like, "Whoa, I, I enjoyed this way more than I thought I was going to like this movie." Good. Saying that though, it's funny that you consider his best scene the scene in which he was forced not to talk. Because that is when he does his best acting. For some reason, he does not emote, like, well at all. He, and I'll be honest, even during the scenes where he's rapping, and that's kind of the part that, like, really threw me off. Okay, th this is my biggest thing about this movie that knocks it down. All right, because I, I, okay, I, okay. if you, I don't know if you'll agree with me, but I, I gotta get your opinion on this part of it, is that... The movie made it feel like he doesn't give a fuck about rapping at the end of the day. And like rapping became like an ends to a mean that he had to do because he was in prison and couldn't and like realized like, oh, this is a way of telling the truth. But it's not something he was like passionate about. Like they had one scene when he was a little kid where he does like the rapping to, to the girl but it's never happens again. And then there's one part where he kind of does it. And then he's like, yeah, after three hours of trying to be a rapper, I said, fuck that. And I deal drugs again. And it's like, okay, what? Like never during eight mile, for example, is there a moment where Eminem is like, nah, fuck rapping. 
Like, I don't even want to rap. Like, what's the point of rapping? Like, rapping is fucking dumb. You know, like, no, like, this whole movie, is there a moment where he's like, rapping is my passion? Ever. Ever. Bro, I, I, I literally think you have that entirely backwards. And here's partially why. At the end of 8 Mile, he walks away from rapping. Because 8 Mile has things that are, like, loosely based on his life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But at the end, he wins the, the rap battle, and then, then he's like, oh, it's back to work for me. And in yeah. this, yeah, so it started off as a kid. And... I, I remember that scene and I thought it was funny, but I thought it was more of I need to cute. spend more time doing something that's going to make me money right now than doing this. I, and then. Oh, the drugs. thing. I think the idea. Yeah, the drugs. The, thing. Oh, OK. I yeah, think yeah, yeah. the the concept of while he was in jail, he had things taken from him and even his actions of him. Like, I don't want to go back after him by like actually killing the guy. I'm going to kill him on the track. I think it was was finding what actually meant the most to him was the one thing that he still had with him and seeing how people reacted to it of being like, oh, oh, I can do this. And then I think once we got to the part where he was rapping and he's like, oh, you know, I, I don't like how I sound. She's like, no, it sounds good. There's more pain in it. Mm -hmm. Like, I think his thing is he was jaded by his life. And even he said, like, um, from Majestic, the, the kind of bad guy of the movie, uh, love will get you killed. You know, that expression of emotion. And he became a very closed off person. Is that supposed to be Preem, by the way? I'm trying to make correlations to real rappers. And I feel like I feel like Dangerous oh. is Ja Rule, right? So and a lot of people thought that, although I somebody was mentioning, like, the timeline of when that beef happened and when his rise was. Mm. And I will say, looking at, like, trying to find further into this, I saw something, um, I don't remember which article it was, but they said, like, 90% of this is is 50 Cent's life. And 10% of that, things like, um, they I kind saw, of allude to was Majestic his I, father, was I it that saw, other guy? Oh, sorry, I saw that 50 Cent said it's, like, 75%. That was a quote I saw from 50 Seven, Cent. Okay, yeah, well, yeah, yeah so there, there's a good portion of this, like, way more than I would say 8 Mile. 8 Mile is not meant to be, like, a one-for-one one of Eminem's life. This is a lot closer, but the directors did do things to add kind of emphasis well, okay. on, on... I don't have any proof of that, though. I've been trying to find... Yeah, there wasn't there wasn't a lot of, it's like, so hard. interviews I was finding online when I was searching that... That That's, anyone said, oh, these are the things that, you know, we took a little bit more creative freedom on. Yeah, um, but that's he what makes me so suspicious that, about it. And like, again, not in a bad way. Not that I'm saying like, there's no, there's nothing like nefarious or like, it's not oh, like, a, yeah. or anything, but in the way of like, in the same way, eight mile, like exaggerated, like 60% of yeah, it's, it's a lot, life. It's a lot different I, in terms of. Yeah, uh, I feel yeah. like this movie may have done that, but we don't know enough about 50 Cent's upbringing to really compare it to. I wonder if he has a book about his like, like an uh, like a video a, game. autobiography. <laughs> oh, he does. Yeah, he's multiple. Well, because that's the thing that sounds that seems a little weird is this feels like an because this came out after a mile and it feels like executives going rags to riches story yeah are you on the imdb page for if, uh, the movie right um, now i am now it's crazy i i didn't know till after the movie that imdb critics gave it a 17 percent oh i didn't know that either or Jesus that Christ. it has a seven yeah it has oh a 17 i thought it had like this a 6.6 6. considered a flop apparently yeah, I, I mean, I can kind of understand that, though. I mean, it's not terrible. That's the thing. I don't think it's as bad as a lot of these, like, overreacting critics are making it seem. But can you click on the writer's uh, name for me and just go to, his, go to his IMDb page? Yep. Okay, we brought this up during the Soul Plane thing, and I hate doing this because, again, I'm white as fuck, dude. So I got no place. I got no place taking this kind of stance, right? But when you have a white writer and a white director making a movie about 50 Cent's life? That just seems weird, right? Like, shouldn't it have been written by 50 Cent? Because, like, again, I can't find anything about the actual backstory of 50 Cent's rise up until this point other than him using mixtapes to gain his rise. Like, I watched a really interesting video about mm -hmm. how, like, he basically used mixtapes as a way to bully 
other hip hop artists into being like, yep. I'm make. It's kind of almost Tyga's approach. Tyga stole a uh, 50 Cent's approach. Yeah, Little Wayne's them. very famous for that. Lil Wayne as well. Exactly. Yeah. Like they all took those notes from 50 Cent. He literally started that movement in New York of being like, let's make mixtapes instead of demos. I think Lil Wayne started rapping before 50. Like not mixtapes. Lil Wayne's though. been rapping since he was like, he was like in the studio at 12 years old. But making mixtapes? Like not demos, mixtapes. Because I, well, I like, this was like a of... whole thing I had watched. I don't know. I could be wrong. This was like a documentary I watched or whatever. So oh, okay. it, it could, it could be wrong, but I may be interested. Which again, should have been something that was in the movie. Like the movie didn't give a fuck about music. That's maybe that's what bothered me. It didn't care about music at all. Like he didn't have moments where he takes a moment from his life and then like writes it in a notebook. Like, yes, we see him later be in a booth and, and spit something that kind of relates to something he said before, but there's never like an inciting moment where you see him realize this could be a song. This could be this. Like, I just felt like there's such two separate stories that there's a gangster story being told and then there's a rapper story being told and they're like totally separate at the end of the day. Because I, I don't know. It's very, mm -hmm. it felt conflicted to me. Very strange. I do feel like this was more of a buildup to how he got to his career. Because like in this, it, it's not like, oh, this is when I blew up because, you know, I had met, you know, Eminem and Dre. This was a lot more about like the come up. Which I wish, I wish we would have seen more of that music, which again, you're right. It's more of, it's meant to be like a gangster mafia movie. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah. It, and, and I might be wrong. I don't know enough about that life, but knowing who wrote it and the director and all these things, it kind of feels like a, a Hollywood understanding of what that life would be like, like lower class black culture in the ghetto. Like what would be living in that life be like it? it I don't know. There's something about it that doesn't feel like genuine. I could be wrong. I don't I don't know. You know what I mean? But it also just kind of feels like a movie where it's like like they have those moments where 50 Cent just kind of like brags about being a gangster, but never really mm -hmm. like learns what that means or like what. And like, I, I feel like usually like mafia movies or things like that, when you have the braggadocious character who's like, oh, yeah, I'm the fucking mafioso. I'm the guy. He usually learns a lesson by the end of the movie that's like, hey, this isn't a thing to brag about. We don't want to be gangsters. We are gangsters, you know, and it felt like this movie was trying to be like, no, we want to be gangsters. And it's like, what? Like, I don't I mean, think kind of. But again, at the end, once he starts doing music, he stops that gangster lifestyle mm. he's not selling drugs anymore no. um he is is focused on doing the rap work again even his beef he's like again because the guy hands him the gun he goes no i'm not going to do him that not going to do it that way yeah. and at the end he fights majestic but then he walks out to the stage to perform and i think that's to show this is him finally finding his path yeah i i guess okay as like a fictional story right mm -hmm. I think it's it works. Like I said, I gave it a six out of ten. That's yeah, that's pretty forgiving for me. In my in my in my opinion. yeah, no, I, I would say that's like a that's like a B plus for you. Yeah, it, uh, yeah. but no, it it, <laughs> it it's a well somewhat well crafted movie, and it has its own logic, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Because the fact that this fucking like drug dealing mafioso by the end of the movie majestic is somehow threatened by a diss rap is fucking hilarious it's comical like like what like could you imagine someone coming out with a diss track about al capone and then it somehow ruining al capone's career like they're like it's silly it's it's actually kind of silly when you think about the like like yes i understand that beef culture in hip-hop is real but when you bring that into actual like gang wars and drug wars dude shut up your rap song is not gonna stop the dude who owns new york city i think it was it was a pride thing because he and majestic even says if you do this you'll ruin me 50 Cent had knowledge on what Majestic was doing and was using music to pretty much blast his uh, his his well, secrets. Yeah. And not just that, embarrassing his artist by 
taking shots. Like he was, I'm going to tear you down emotionally as a person. And it's funny because 50 Cent is really good at getting people, uh, getting under people's skin. Like it, it, it's interesting how like Got that under is my skin. one of his skills. It, it, see, see, <laughs> that was, that was the well, message okay, did, I learned. That was the point. It was to get me. I don't think 50 Cent is a great actor. Um, I think what they did well in this movie was surround him with really good actors. And there was some like, um, what's it? Is it Terrence Howard? Yes. The, is that the oh. uncle? No, no, no. The, oh wait, maybe that is the uncle. Um, now I'm confused. Hold on. Sorry. Wait. The guy that becomes his manager. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Terrence yeah, yeah. Howard. Bama. Not uncle. Bama. Great. Okay. That first scene, can I just say that I think that the first scene should be cut out of the movie and it should start when he's just a kid. The end, I think you should agree with me because I'm going to use your own words against you, sir, for Mr. 9 out of 10. Mm. I don't like when movies tell me what's going to happen at the end. That's this movie not the literally end of the movie. starts. That's like 70% in. No, don't give me that shit. This movie starts with the 90 percentile ending and then pulls you back to the beginning. And, and you to love be it. fair. And you love it. It's OK. I was going to say because they don't really show the part where. Well, no, they kind of do get him get him shot. He, it's 50 cents. It flashes. Story. You know, he gets shot. You know, so he's not going to start with the thing yeah. that everyone knows. Yeah. But but you complained about this in Tick, Tick, Boom. And that's a story about someone who actually exists. Before watching and, it, I didn't know it was about somebody's life. That I, will, I don't know I will who say 50 that. Cent is. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Dude, okay. So one of the funniest things you said last week when we were talking about movies, I have to bring this up, was you were like, wait, is 50 Cent in that? And I was like, what? Because I'm like, it's literally about his life. It's the, and it's then the name I of his album. You, yeah. Yeah. You at the moment were thinking, I was like, uh, yeah. Yeah. 50 cents in that. Yeah. No, I listen, I don't 50 cent is actually kind of one of those weird blind spots in my rap history. Like mm. I genuinely, like I know into club, I know window shopper. I know a few of those, but I don't know like really anything oh, about dude. this man's career, you know, like, and I, and I, so, again, I'm not trying to make that excuse of like, man, I went into this movie. I didn't know anything about him. Like, I do know about 50 Cent. It's just interesting thinking, like, watching this movie. I was like, wow, I can't even hum a 50 Cent song in my head right now. And if I was to hum a 50 Cent song, it would be a G-Unit song. So it's like, I have more of an association with G-Unit and Dre than I do, like, a 50 Cent as a singular person. You know what I really like too? I made an, and I don't know if this was intentional, mm. but it, 50 Cent is an incredible writer. So, it, for his music. So, if it was, then I think it was genius. One of the notes I actually had in that beginning scene was, dang, that's pretty bold, you guys. Cause I was like, I haven't read that. It, it's notes been a while. I, I've watched this a bunch of times, but it's been a while. I was like, oh, they're robbing the place without masks on. In, hold on, hold on. In it, the may, song, it does um, make sense, though, later in the movie. But go on. Sorry. Yes, and not just that. In one of the songs, it might be when it rains in ports. Yeah, I think it's when it rains at ports, which is one of my like top three, I think, favorite 50 Cent songs. He says, no ski masks, they know who I is. So he kind of references also, like, I'm not going to ra rob with the ski mask. And I'm like, if that was intentional, that's, okay. that's I like that, that detail. My first note is no masks. <laughs> um, COVID. But later in the movie, and they don't outright say it, but I assume the implication is that they're basically like throwing Majestic under the bus by not wearing masks because they know they work for Majestic or assume that they work because they don't know they had a falling out, the Colombians. So if they see their faces, they'll assume that they're throwing Majestic under the bus. So it doesn't really matter if they wear masks because they're going to come after the main guy. You know what I mean? Oh. So it actually kind of works at the end. I, I don't know if that was on purpose. Maybe I'm giving a, an excuse to the movie. 
that wasn't really there, but it it kind of works in that way because the Colombians will come after him, not them. Interesting. See, I had thought it was just like everyone knew they weren't going to the cops. And I mean, they even made that clear when they brought mm. the guy in for questioning. He goes, I've never seen him before where they're not doing it because they already know they're, yeah. it, it's almost they're like all criminals. A, they're not, I'm not afraid right, of you. Yeah. yeah. We, nobody's going to the cops. So we're going to kind of just do this back and forth, but uh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I hadn't thought about it that way. Okay. I do have a positive note and that's funny. We haven't gone over any notes yet. I love it. But hey, this is great. I love that. But we we're still much talking to about say. the movie. At least we're on yeah. topic. No, we're doing great. Uh, I, I did really like the detail of the intro, which could not have been a white comment. This this was someone like 50 on set being like this is a, it's the the base of the mirrors matching up with the soundtrack. Oh dude, that looks amazing. So good. Like during the intro scene where you're I seeing do remember the that. titles. It, it's shaking. I was like, oh the rattle on that. And oh. it's and it's the perfect like dun, dun, doof, dun, doof. and you hear that perfect like oh yeah. That detail, because any other like movie that doesn't really care about that, they would just not, they would just have the window shake, but it wouldn't match with the background song. Yeah, dude, no, that was, it's like, they were probably actually playing that song in that scene to get that. For a second, I thought this might have been a musical because they were mouthing the song as it was playing. And I was like, is this song going to play into the scene? Like, are they going to start like <laughs> mouthing the song as they're like, which I would love to see. Like, okay. I'm, I'm being honest. If you, if someone made a genuine heartfelt, like, and I'm not talking Hamilton rap musical, but like a, right. like a hall, like a, like a, like an actual, it's own story. Yeah. And so I'm sorry, but then the music wasn't based in like theatrical rap. It was like actual, like, genuine rap music you know and like I, to watch a movie like that would be fucking i was almost like is this about to be something i've never seen before like i thought he was about to be rapping while he's shooting people in a fucking thing and like oh, dancing with God. someone i was like yo this is gonna be awesome you know and then i was like no that's not really what this is and that's fine it's fine but I was yeah like, they're, they're just singing to like the songs he's like trying to make and stuff i was like i need that like i need that in my life now uh <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I thought that the friend, Bama, he acted way too yes. erratic in that first scene. They do kind of make sense of it as you learn who his character is later in the movie a little bit, but mm -hmm. their interactions made no sense where he's just like, hey, calm down. And he's like, calm down. I loved you, man. I've always loved you. You never took me seriously. Why are you going to do this right now? And it's like, what the fuck? You're in the middle of a robbery. Like, keep like fucking chill. Like what is happening? Right Although now? I will like, say he was always like that. I mean, from the scene where the guy fidgeting in the back, he even jumped into a fight, like in the shower scene, like he's always yes. like ready to go. That's why I think that first scene should have been like cut out. Like just start it at the childhood because I love mm -hmm. that childhood. Like the, the, the kid who plays oh, him yeah. kid. Great, great actor. Um, mm. Incredible. And yeah, there was just something about that initial setup that felt like it's funny. It's almost how you feel about movies. That's like felt like a cheap way to get me invested. It's like, I, mm -hmm. it's like, Oh, well, what's going to happen at the end of this? It's like, Oh, I don't really care yeah. anymore. I kind of want to just know about the story. And after it gets like an hour into the movie, it doesn't care about it either. Cause at a certain point I was like, are we going to get back to the robbery? Like, how far <laughs> into this fucking movie are we going to go until we get back to this robbery? Because there's an entire rise and fall and rise and fall all before we even get back to this oh, yeah. robbery. Oh, I did think the scene where... Oh, no. <laughs> One of the early lines that I thought was funny was like, if Tupac wasn't dead, Deuce's rapping would have killed him. When he was talking about his friends rapping. <laughs> yeah, that did... That did also put a time frame for it, too, because I was like, oh, shit, Tupac's dead. Like, I couldn't, because I always forget, like, what year Tupac died in, ver in oh, terms yeah. of, like, hip-hop history and shit. And I'm like, oh, shit. Uh, I think it was uh, yeah. 93, 92. Mm, that sounds about right. Now I gotta look it up. I, I feel like, 
Oh, 96. Oh, okay. 96. I feel like there's parts of this movie that if it was boiled down to a coming of age story about like a, a kid who has to sell drugs on the streets to make a, ends meet, I think it's a there's a really good movie in there. But it's almost like by forcing this 50 cent storyline into it, it starts to lose me a little bit. I really like the one line, like there's certain motifs and things that I really enjoy. Like at the beginning, like there's a line, the younger, well, actually it's technically it's 50 cents saying it, but it's from the yeah. perspective of the younger. For, of the him as a kid, yeah. Uh, he says, I knew my mom sold drugs, but it didn't mean anything to me besides good sneakers and school clothes. That's such an interesting take because you never really hear about the child's perspective of a drug dealing parent. Like you might just assume yeah. like a child has an awful childhood. Oh, their their parent deals drugs, you know. But to the kid, it might just be like I, I get cool clothes every I have once in what a while. I, need. I have a roof over. I my get head. video games. I get yeah. Like you don't know what. So that perspective, it was like whoa, that's that's cool. Like enough to note it down, but it doesn't really lean into that more. And I I think the scene where. At one point, Majestic gets mad at 50 Cent because he decided to take things in his own hands. His friend gets shot, so he decides, I'm going to get back at the guy who shot my friend. Mm -hmm. And so he gets sent to jail. While in jail, uh, that's when there is like the, the fight in the shower where he's getting jumped by people who are part of the, the op opposition. Mm. And the Colombians, He I gets believe. thrown in. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they're beefing with the Colombians. He gets thrown in solitary confinement, and one of the guards slips him a razor blade. And he even says, you know, they wanted me to end my life. And that's where the tool that they wanted to use to end his life became what gave him a new one. And he was writing music right. um, on the wall with that. And that, that was another thing that. where I'm like... I, I do like, and I felt like that was kind of a powerful scene of, I'm going to take this thing that they wanted me to end my life and then create a new one. Okay, okay, I do really like that metaphor. I think what makes me not connect with it or feel something fo for it is mm -hmm. I never felt like he wanted to kill himself. Like he says, I thought about it. Like, I, I never got the feeling leading up to this point that he's in such a mental turmoil that he would actually take his own life. I like that, but it didn't make me feel anything. I, and it might have just been his acting. Like, I'll be honest. Like, he's not, you know, it's it's a little stilted. It's a little dry. I didn't get that, like, emotion from And I wonder, too, if, like, okay, we think of Eminem. Like there's there's really emotional raps where he's he's yelling he's he's yeah. getting like really angry he's getting really soft um, in terms of like the tone fifty like in his beefs in his party songs and, and not to say like oh he's just monotone but he just has like this I'm a solid rock like I can't be shaken and I wonder if it's a way to put it he was trying to show like I've never let how I feel come out which again is why once we get like that tear it's like the first time that he gets like really emotional in a situation <laughs> okay so this is why the movie confuses me a little bit it never mm. shows that side of him it, it it like right in the booth he just always looks bored like i, I and like it always looks so like okay i we don't have a very popular podcast. Fuck it. I'm just going to say it. If anybody was to watch this movie, oh my God. I don't, I don't know, Tyler. I think I think the good Lord is telling you to not make whatever comment no. you're about to make. If anybody was to watch this movie and not know who 50 Cent was, they might be baffled at how this man had a successful career. I'm just being, I'm, I'm like, I'm being 100% honest. Ooh. He has no charisma. Uh, he has no energy. When he's rapping in the booth and we're supposed to be convinced that he's like the greatest thing ever, he's just kind of like, and then I pull up and then I'm like this and then I get it and then I'm like that. And it's like, what the fuck? But then, but then when the camera pulls away from the booth and we get like a shot of the sky, we hear him going, aha, yeah, try to come at me. Let me see you on the streets, Majestic. That's right. And it's really like aggressive and power. And it's like, where the fuck is what the show? What he's not doing that on camera. Mm. He, Fifty clearly has like a very like 
low-key thing. Mellow. But, yeah, yeah, but when he's in the booth alone, he must have some kind of energy because you can hear it in his voice. I he, I see. He did feel like you're... he was animated enough in, in, in displaying how he felt in situations. Yeah, and, and like you said, maybe it was supposed to convey that he wasn't there yet, especially earlier in the movie. Like, he just mm -hmm. wasn't comfortable in the booth. Yeah. Like, you know, it's the music part that just, like, is feels so weird to me. Where it's like, it didn't... Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like they cared about, cared about it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, the car thing. So let's talk about him getting the new car. He uses his drug money to yep. get a nice car, right? Okay, this, mm -hmm. this is the perfect point in the movie where the gangster learns that being a gangster isn't that great, right? Or, or it should be, right? Because every, like, I thought the way that they keep talking about this car and everyone's pointing it out, I thought it was going to become a motif where it's like, it's the thing that makes him the, the, the pariah or like the, uh, it's an easy target, you know, police mm. are like, well, why the fuck does this guy driving around the hood have a Mercedes? Yeah. He gets pulled over. Now they're asking him, where's his license? Okay, where's why do you have drugs on you? You know, like, it's so obvious that, like, why, like, this car seems like such a terrible idea. And, and they keep almost kind of, like, even his friends are like, oh, shit, look at that. Oh, yeah, you're such a big man now, huh? You got a nice car. And I was waiting for the reveal that the car was a bad idea. Nope. It's just awesome. It's just a cool and car. <laughs> I'll say, if this was not based on his life, maybe that was something where it was like, it for him, because again, it, it's obviously a status symbol. Yeah. And maybe that's really all that ended up uh, becoming in his life story. Because I definitely see how that could have become its in, in its own entire situation. Uh, that it, the, 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 uh, Christoph's gun. <laughs> but because yeah, yeah McConaughey's gun. But because it was a again from at least two con two different things that we've read, a mostly true story yeah, about yeah, his yeah, life. Yeah. Maybe they were trying to minimalize on how many because again that would have become a significant part of the movie because that could have been when he gets thrown to jail. Um, yeah. it, and, it, just, and, it just felt hollow because it's like it's supposed to be the moment where it's the big like. Like you said, it's the status symbol. It's where he like feels like he accomplished something. But, but maybe it's just like again as a fictional story. Like I said, it works. But when you relate it, sorry, when you relate it to reality, you can't help but think like, well, that's such a hollow victory. Like you just wasted money on a car that you could have used to like get out. Or like do it like and maybe the car is the symbol for getting out, but he didn't get mm -hmm. out. He's still in it with the car. So it's like it just felt like a miscommunication of like what the car should symbolize. Like, does the car symbolize mm -hmm. freedom? Because if it symbolizes freedom, he should be out of it. If it symbolizes status, well, then he should have moved up in some kind of status. But instead, he goes to jail almost immediately after he gets the car. So it's like. But he doesn't go to jail for the reason of the car. So it's right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But as like a movie plot point, it felt like they well, they could have used that for a bigger. Yeah, I get what's if, the point. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. If this was an entirely fictional movie, that car should have been part of the downfall as as his his the thing he's been trying to get. Yeah. Uh, and again, I don't hate that because that's still a good like motive for a character. Like a lot of people, like I shit, I had a coworker even at Maverick who told me that the second he came into money, like the second he had money from his family's like will and all this stuff, he rented uh, what was it like a McLaren S or something for like fifty thousand dollars a day just so he could drive it around. And it like now he regrets it. And he was just like, that's the dumbest decision I ever made. But for me, it was like freedom. It was the status symbol. It was like, this is the yeah. car I always dreamed of driving. But it was hollow. So it's like, that's all I could think about when I was watching this. I was just like, man, like that's, you didn't do anything. 
You know, like you just fed into the system. You perpetuated the same system you're trying to get out of. And, and I guess really you say could still it, say like you know? the fact that it doesn't give him the freedom at the end of the day that it was a status symbol that everyone <laughs> saw was like, oh, that's cool. He got what he wanted out of it, but that still wasn't enough to change his life. It, it, it just, took something like music. Yeah, they just didn't make it enough of like a, a clear symbol in the movie where it's like if he had crashed yeah. it or like because I kept waiting for that because he kept doing the thing where he was like looking up at the rearview mirror while he was talking and then his friend like he just leaves it parked in the middle of the road and his friend is like high and he's like all right I'll drive it and then just, and I'm like waiting for the moment that he's gonna crash the car and gonna ruin yeah. his life never happens but it's fine no. I mean that's it's whatever uh so I did have one kind of just a funny note this this isn't even about the movie. It's I, okay. I mean it is about the movie, but it's it's just okay. There was a did you notice the part where uh him and the girl that he used to like Sh Sh Sherry was it Sherry Sheree Sheree yeah Sheree they're in the apartment after they come back. Which by the way the apartment's like disgusting and a disgrace. And which I like how he even mentioned she's like, oh, I see why you didn't want to turn the lights yeah. on. <laughs> like, which for some reason she's fine with that. Which well, I mean, we can get into why she would ever want to get back with this guy after she clearly has started a like better life. Like I don't, I don't. We'll, we'll talk about this in a minute. Uh, can we talk about one of my favorite lines and something that I think I hold true to my heart? Okay. Listen, yes. when I'm right, I'm right. And when I'm wrong, I'm All still right because right, I could have been wrong. Yeah. Dude, and I may that... have been and I may have been wrong in this situation, but I'm still right. Yeah. Because I could and and then I like how fifty cents just like Yeah, make that make sense. Say that again. So if I'm wrong, hold on, I got I <laughs> Yeah, no. I know exactly the part you're talking about. He says he says like because sometimes if I'm wrong, I know I'm right, but I know I might be wrong. <laughs> but I'm still right it's, because I know I'm wrong. It's just such a good fucking and, line. And like, then he's like, and I may be wrong in this moment, but I'm still right. <laughs> yeah, it's like when I'm right, I'm right. When I'm wrong, I could have been right. So I'm still right because I could have been wrong, you know? And I'm sorry because I could be wrong right now. Yeah, that. Yeah. I could be wrong. But if I'm right, like yeah. But I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it, that and okay, that does help establish the character trait of him just being neurotic and fucking crazy. Yeah, like I don't trust anything or anyone yeah. other than Fifty Cent. Yeah, clearly. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, all right. Let's see what other notes I have here. Um, that's that's like my favorite. <laughs> interaction of the whole oh, movie is just yeah them too. that car scene was pretty great um oh the fact that there's someone called majestic and someone called justice threw me off a little bit not gonna lie i oh, I, okay. I confused them because at <laughs> some point majestic became like the gang leader and i was like yeah that's not justice like i was imagining <laughs> justice's face and i was like that's not what the fuck he looks like wait when did he become what the, fuck the are gang they talking about yeah i was like what the fuck is happening what is going on uh, yeah but uh that was just something that my brain couldn't wrap itself around but i also yeah, didn't yeah, sell seven billion copies of an album <laughs> Uh, so I'm not going to act like I know better than 50 Cent. I'm just saying that it was <laughs> fascinating being like, whoa, he doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> it's, he just, but it's also that that's, that's his attitude is like, I don't fucking care. Exactly. I'm just I, better than you. I think that's right. Dude, I wrote he's confidence incarnate. I honestly think oh all God, of 50 yeah. Cent's career is confidence. like, And not in a bad way. That's like, I don't oh, think. Oh, no. Like it. It's not that he's not talented or anything. It's just that his he's confidence too confident to lose at something. His talent, yes. Yeah, it's it's way stronger. Uh, the dude got shot nine times, and yeah, not only that was still able to rap afterwards. And one of the times he was shot in the mouth, like because some of the lines he even wrote, which again, the '90s and early 2000s, it was a different time. We had different rappers. It's fine, but if you yep. approached me with some of the lines that he wrote. I would have told you to kind of workshop him a little bit. But you know what? He went off the dome. And that's the thing, too, is like I can appreciate a lot of this stuff feels like 
it was written, but it feels like stuff that just comes like straight from him. He's just like, I'm yeah. just spitting this. You know what I mean? Which is a whole other thing. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm not trying to hate on 50 Cent or anything like that. I just, it's it's like the movie does his music a disservice. Where 8 Mile makes me look at Eminem's music and go, wow, I can see this in a certain light and be like, oh, this is, even if it's not 100% true, 50 Cent's music makes me look, or this movie makes me look at 50 Cent's music and be like, how did he pull this off? How How is the music this good when this is like, what? Like, it's it's weird. Weird. I, I know you don't agree with me, but... Uh, I, and again, I think he's got he's got a really good rap cadence. And it, it's just one of those, like, when you hear it, you know it's 50 Cent. Like, there's not a lot of rappers that you're like, oh, is this so-and-so? Oh, no, it's, it's so-and-so. It's like, oh, this is a 50 Cent song. Yeah. I, And maybe this is the thing where it kind of leans into the part where... I, I think maybe 50 Cent res- represents more of a time where hip-hop was literally like a political movement in a, in a sense where like mm. the words that they were saying had power amongst their community, like the mixtapes. and Oh, stuff. I see what you're saying. You know, yeah. where it, it's not about being, it's not about being Drake. It's not about being a, an awesome, like well likable and easily sellable voice and yeah you're, yeah I, I you're trying you're saying, to get yeah. a point across you have a message like yep. you were saying he's trying to undermine majestic in this movie you know and then yep. in his real career he was trying to undermine ja rule and all these other rappers that he considered like you know under him and shit uh yep. and by doing that it's kind of a representation of almost like poetry in hip-hop where it's like mm-hmm. it's like using words and art to like push a narrative of policy and change and whether it's in your community or whether it's in like the greater scope of government or whatever it might be for him it's more communal he's like i want to make change in my community through my words and like that's literally like what poets did and like playwrights did and it's like he's like a modern retelling of like a poet you know but oh yeah they want to be so hard that they can't be seen as that (laughs) So it's like, no, we're gangsters. And it's like, okay, well, but you're also like a voice or like a, oh yeah. But it's like, but no, but we fucking kill people. And it's like, okay. But it's like, but no, but we don't kill people unless we have to. And it's like, okay. Okay. Like, like what, what, what are you trying to say? What, what are you trying to say? Like, what is your point? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and it's funny you say that. Cause I like how even early in the movie, when I, I don't know if it's early in the movie or a flashback later in the movie, but his mom looks at him and goes, you're a poet. And, hmm. and they, they oh, you're right. do mention that like they were, his character is considered to be, you're a poet. You have a way that you can just speak with music. Yeah. Which again, I wish they would have done more. I, I They just didn't. There should have been little moments throughout the movie where his music, like he releases a little. I just, I don't know. Maybe it didn't tie. Maybe it's because he didn't do that in his real life. So they couldn't do that. But I don't know. Yeah, it, it's like. Yeah, that, that that disconnect of the music thing was a little wrong. But, uh, but no, that makes sense. Uh, oh, also, who was releasing the music? That, that was the thing, like, because there's a part where. They're in the studio after he gets out of prison mm-hmm. and he's recording and he gets approached by a contract from Majestic and Dangerous yep. and he denies it, but it's already established that people are hearing his music and that Majestic and all this are hearing his music. Are these just mixtapes on the street? Yeah, because he's giving out uh, there's there's a few different scenes where they show them like making CDs and even like vinyls. That well, they, they did that to, like, later the in the movie. Stuff. Yeah, because I, I think this is when like earlier in the movie, they haven't established that yet. So I was a little bit like, well, how are mm, they like getting this yeah. music out there? That's my assumption, especially because it was mixtapes like it. There was like the whole era of like selling CDs and even actual cassettes out of your trunk. 
Like people were just burning yeah. them themselves. They showed it, and they did show even from a young age. He understood recording. Like it was obviously just a small little tape recorder. Oh, dude, I I had such a nostalgia for that because I literally had a boombox at my grandparents' house that had a oh, recording shit. function that I would record over their cassette tapes with my acoustic guitar and my voice and oh, like try snap. to do takes and like. Uh, so that that like hit me at a core. I was like, oh my god, I've done like I've been sitting in my grandparents' living room with a tiny microphone going. And yep. I'm about to, da, 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 you know, like trying to do a song. I'm about like, to kill a bunch of people. Yeah, bitches and hoes. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I, that hit me a little bit deeper. I was like, that, and especially it did a good job during that beginning where I was like, again, like that's why I'm annoyed. Cause at the beginning I was like, man, he does feel like he's passionate about music. He's staying up late 3 a.m. when his mom comes down. It's 3 a.m. Like, I related to that is? one super hard. Dude, I literally out loud. I was like, same. Been there. I yeah. know that. But then that never happens again. He's never up until 3 a.m. writing music. And it's like, ow, oh, guy, God, that this movie isn't about music. <laughs> um, that's fair. Uh, uh, they couldn't. Well, okay. That's another thing I noted. They couldn't get a record deal. Because they were blacklisted. Yep. So it's yep. made very clear that they cannot get a record deal, which kind of fed more into my question of like, well, then how are people hearing their music? But again, more likely street. Uh, yeah. Interactions, CDs, cassettes, things like that. I'm yeah, assuming. they probably, because they, they, they show it later on in the movie, but you're right. Like early on, they don't show it. But I think just knowing his come up, a lot of that mixtapes, a lot of that was going to be just him recording himself and, and probably yeah doing that. which again it's like that my my take on them not caring about the music part because it's like that's something that's interesting how are you getting the music to these people are you selling yeah and they only show it for that one little part after it's already been established that he's been getting yep. music to people but um all right so we'll kind of we'll kind of wrap this up here we won't talk about this too long uh we've mm. already been talking about the movie for an hour uh but I didn't understand the conflict between his wife and or girlfriend. They never got married. His girlfriend and him when his jaw is wired shut. Mm -hmm. And she just kind of like decides that this is too much. So watching this again, I got kind of confused and I, I should have looked this up. But what I think was happening in that scene is and i was even thinking i'm like oh it's weird he's giving himself shots i'm wondering if that was like like a really heavy duty drug that maybe wasn't prescribed by a hospital that he was using for the pain and he was kind of just like giving into like i i'm 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 i've been shot i'm yeah just taking drugs for pain and she's like you're like you're weak but weak in the sense of you are such a confident person you get through everything I, I don't know this person who's kind of yeah, giving up. That, that's, and that's so, why, so and, weird. And that would make sense for why he then crushed it all up where he's like, I don't need this. I'm not going to use this drug. She, I, I just feel like they should have had her say like, the doctor said you were fine three weeks ago. You know, or so, like, like I, I, they never made because because all I saw was a girl manipulate him into stop taking his medication that he needs I, yeah. to take and rip out his jaw things that he needs in his mouth to then like what like what like that at, if they made it clear that he doesn't need these things anymore and that he's only using them as a crutch to explain like why he doesn't have to like you know progress like oh well i can yep. just live in this world of uh, that would make sense but they yeah. don't do that. They they literally just have him get shot nine times, which happens in real life. Yep. Shot nine times. And then like a week later, his girlfriend's like, you know, you're kind of being a dick. You're really not doing anything around the house. Is this our life? And I'm like, is there not such a thing as recovery? Like, what the like, fuck are you talking about? Like, he got shot nine <laughs> times. Dude, like, like if, bro, like if I was shot nine times and a week later, your partner's like, 
I just feel like you're not doing enough. And I'm real. I'm, is this like, the rest of our life now? And your mouth is fucking so shut. shut. And she's like, say something. Fucking say something. And he's like, like, what? Yeah, I think, again, I think there's a way to make sense of that scene. But the way the movie portrays it, it's not clear. Like, Dude, it, it doesn't say, like, oh, heroin on the vial or anything that goes, like, okay. It's, no, it's so not this drugs. is something that he's taking. Yeah, yeah. And, and oh, because, man. again, then once we get to, like, him realizing, oh, no, I got this. The montage of he's working out now. And then it's like, oh, I like the pain in your voice. I'm like, yeah, this is all, all back on track. It started to but, get back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and it, that is honestly the 9 out of 10 is because rewatching that portion, I was like, okay. I can rationalize this. And again, if we're we're judging this on like it's it's it as a movie. Like yeah. not like okay, how close were they at depicting his yeah. life? Which we still um, don't know. I have no idea yeah, yeah, what yeah, his yeah, real life was. Entirely know. But that scene I had to like try to figure out okay, if maybe this is what's happening. I'm like, okay, so that could have been clearer and i'm like all right yeah which okay kind of feeds into me thinking that the movie never wanted to make 50 cent a bad person ever because i feel like that would only make sense if he became like a drug addict like you were saying like if he was addicted to the heroin the morphine or something that they were giving him that he didn't need anymore but they were too afraid to make him look like a drug addict you have to come out of the movie going man 50 cent is such a good person and it's like, it, it, it doesn't matter. Because, okay, that was even something that bothered me during the robbery scene. They're literally robbing people, holding guns to people's faces, saying, fuck you, bitch, give me the fucking money. But then he can look at the kid and, like, wink at him as if, like, this is all, don't worry. This is just a coy little joke. Don't worry. We're, I'm actually cool. In No, dude. You are doing the thing. You're still robbing and holding guns to people. Like, you can't act like you're cool in this situation. Like, that's the only thing that bothers me about this movie a bit. That, that Where it's like, they try to make 50 Cent's life feel, like, awesome. <laughs> where it's like, oh, yeah, well, if you just had the right mindset during this life, it's pretty sweet. Like, it, it, like mm. it, you know, like, if you're just... It's almost as if he was smarter than the situation he's in. And not that he isn't. I'm just saying, like, for the robbery scene, to have that moment where he looks at the kid and he's, like, winking at him, like, hey, we're not going to hurt you. Don't worry. That's an implication that, like, he actually has control over the situation and actually isn't going to hurt anyone. But that's not made clear or true at all. Like... They're rob. They're they he shot multiple Colombians before, and has he almost murdered one? But the only thing that stopped him was him calling out for his mama, uh, which is kind of comedic in a way. But also, I I did understand. I was kind of like, okay, I like that moment. That's not bad. Uh, but do, do you know I, what I, I mean? I will say though, he was at least how it's portrayed. He didn't. It didn't seem that he wanted to hurt innocents. Like, no, if you no. weren't involved, he's like, I don't want to kill but, you. But what's the line? You know what I mean? Like, is it Murder. what? No, no, not the line. No, not the line of him. <laughs> I'm saying, what's the line of innocence? What is the line of someone that he's willing to kill and shoot and someone that he's not willing to kill and shoot? Because they're acting like that's a very black and white line, but it's not. It's not. It, it, I, I mean, it's so gray. Because I'm trying to think. I, The only people he shot were the ones that were involved in paralyzing his friend. But he's right? directly involved with all the people that shoot other people. I'm not I don't want to discredit that he he can act right. like okay. he can act like he's not involved in the his gang shootings. But he is. Like he is directly involved in all the things that these other people do. Even at the at the very end of the movie where they try to make like a very heroic moment where he doesn't shoot the guy it's made very clear that Bama is going to shoot the guy. So it's like, well, okay. he didn't have to. So it's like, was that actually a moral choice? Or was it more of like, well, for my image, I'm not... That's what it felt like. Is like, for my image, I'm not going to shoot you. But my buddy here, he's going to fucking kill you. 
so that's one part where looking up more in the movie about like who represented who mm. there is someone that they say is, is believed to kind of correlate to the majestic person mm. and it's it's an actual person and i don't think he died so i think that end part were like bam because you hear the gunshots it was traumatized. I think that was oh they yeah, show that, his dead body they because even after they oh, come yeah, back that's after, right that's yeah, right yeah i forgot yeah, about that yeah yeah, yeah. Um, uh so i could see that being dramatized for the situation but again that it's the thing where they're trying to make him seem like a a, a forgiving character, but also being a hardcore gangster. I mean, it's like you were saying, it's like it's like the movie tricked you into agreeing with this character, right? Because it's like it's like you were saying, like with the salt burn and stuff like that, where it's like, why the fuck would I ever relate to this character? Mm -hmm. It's like this movie did the very few things to like trick you into thinking that this is a good character like oh well he didn't shoot that guy and he didn't because like because like for example like if he had shot that colombian in the head like if the if mm -hmm. the colombian didn't scream mama and then he shot him in the head do you think that that would have changed the trajectory of like how you viewed his character I think because that guy, I think, is the guy that shot his friend, right? I yeah. think that I think paralyzed because, him. That paralyzed him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think because of like, it's almost like if you're engaging in that kind of gang war, like for this movie, both sides understand what they're getting into. It's kind of like if you join the military, there's a chance that other side's going to kill you. Like you join the military already knowing that. I think at that point, it kind of what you said, like those people are not all innocent. It It is what it is. If he had like, if they showed like he had killed like that kid or something like that, I'd be like, whoa. But yeah. I think because that it was like someone's listen. kid. And that's kind of the point they were trying to make where he screams mama. Yeah. And then he realizes. And I think that's when he starts to connect it. And that's why he can't do it. And so he's yeah. like, all right, well, I'll take your ability to walk then. Yeah. Um, which is a one for one. You paralyzed my friend. I paralyzed you. Makes more sense. Yeah. You know, I do agree with that. Um, yeah. I just, I thought it was interesting that like, this feels like a movie where it's like a character. It's, it's like we were saying, it's almost like almost a Joker esque movie where the character is a flawed mm. main character. Who's meant to be like a gangster and meant to be like a fucked up, like a taxi driver type of thing. But they they want to make sure that you don't think he's too bad because if they did, well, then they won't sell, he won't sell albums because he's a bad person. So it's like, he still has to be a good person. So he has to be a gangster that doesn't murder people. And like, I don't know. It, it felt like he's got a code. It's where I felt like it felt fictional where it's like, that's cute, but it's not accurate. You can't, like you couldn't live by that it's like you it's like you were saying like if you were to get into the gang lifestyle you know that's what it is so it's like but he keeps trying to promote like oh yeah i'm a gangster but i don't kill people and it's like mm, but mm, mm, that's like that's like saying i'm a soldier but i don't kill people you know, it's like, what the, yeah. what do you mean? Like, what the, what do you, no, there is no way that you're, that you're owning your territory and fighting for your territory without it ending in these certain ways because of the ways that have been throughout history. <laughs> you know? Yep. But again, at the end of the movie, he's no longer a gangster. He's a gangster rapper. Yep. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. I don't know. Do I, oh, oh, my last note is a uh, seven mile. Wow. Are you proud of that one? <laughs> I, you you were so proud. When you wrote that, you're like, oh my God. This is actually really funny. I, oh, I don't know. I don't, I think this is pretty, I actually think this is, oh, this is good. It is pretty you're, good though. You're proud of that. Oh Seven mile? That's what they should have called it. Was... Get out of here. <laughs> Get out, you're done. Oh God. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Are we going to give our final ratings then? Are we all... Uh... Yeah, I think... Because, uh, again, it's it's 
to talk about the movie and go in order of like seeds and stuff. Oh, I, we're long feel, past that. We're out. That yeah, way. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but even like for this movie, right? It's it's about someone who like is very popularly known. Even if people haven't seen this movie, almost everyone knows. Oh, Fifty Cent got shot nine times. You know, he a kind of rags to riches story. I'll pretend I knew Ish. that. Uh, yeah, I, I knew he got shot. I knew he got shot. I didn't know he got shot nine times and survived. I didn't oh, know the really? extent of it. Yeah, I also didn't know. What's up with rappers rapping through the wire jaw? Like, what is that like a thing in the early 2000s with Kanye who rapped through his wire shut jaw? We had 50 you know Cent what I think it, it's who kind rapped of through like, his wire shut jaw. <laughs> I, I think it's one of those. It's kind of like Kobe playing on a torn Achilles. It's like I'm I am so good nothing can and, stop me and not only that but the association it's like well if you grew up in this lifestyle you're gonna end up with a wire shut jaw so the likelihood of someone <laughs> it's just so crazy how there's two rap albums that have a rapper coming up rapping through a wire shut jaw that's just really interesting that, that, that's all yep. i'm gonna say and the only thing that i thought was interesting as well that i think this movie took a a bit of a creative uh, uh which it's not like a big detail but it's because it correlates to a line from what i think is one of the hardest lines in a rap song in the song many men by 50 cent it's the course is like uh many men wish death upon me uh talking about like oh when he got shot blood in my eyes dog i can't see there's a line where he goes now i know i'm here for a real reason because he got hit like i got hit but he ain't fucking breathing yeah. and i was like oh yeah, that's my good. God, that is such okay. a crazy fucking line when you've been shot nine times. That shit's nuts. I did notice that too, because I was in the documentary I watched and I was like, oh damn, that that hits harder. The only thing that makes this movie ruin some of his lyrics is that some of his lyrics call out other rappers for never killing people. And it's like, wasn't your whole movie about how you never killed anyone? <laughs> like, cause like, I think he has a whole Ja Rule like chorus where he's like, murder, I don't believe y'all. Murder, I ain't help believe that shit. And like, and it's like, you're calling out other rappers for not actually killing people, but you've never actually killed anyone. Like, I, I, I that just seems weird. Uh, maybe it's because he never bragged about killing people. Oh, that's, that's, maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. I, I don't know. Yeah. That could be interesting. I, I just found that ironic. I was like, well, that's kind of funny. Like the whole point of the movie. Uh, but all right. Yeah. Let's give our uh, final ratings here for get rich or die trying. Uh, Tyler, what did you what land you on? Finish you with? Oh, oh. I, I finished. I finished on a nine. I, right, that's fair. Yeah. Enough. Uh, yeah. I'm still going to stay at a six. Um, okay. I can't. Yeah. It's like right, right down the middle of six too. It doesn't lean towards any way. I, cause I really enjoyed some of the character interactions the kind of film tone that it had, the vibe. I liked the coming of age story it had going in the beginning. But once it started to hit his later career, it lost me a little bit. And I just didn't. Mm. The connection between his rap and the gangster stuff and like how that intermingled with like, I it just, yeah, it just lost me a little bit. But uh, yeah, I mean, a six out of 10. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, all right. Uh, all right, so it's my turn to suggest... Uh, Lay it on me. All right. My name is Rob Liss. So this week, my friend, we are going to watch Get Out. <gasps> Ooh, very excited. It very is a excited. modern classic, if I do say so myself. Uh, Jordan Peele, produced and written uh, from Key and Peele fame. And I know there's no way that I'm going to hate this movie the way I have not enjoyed the last two movies oh, yeah. you've recommended. Okay. I, you know, I well, here's the thing. I think, I don't know, because honestly, the way you reacted to those movies, there's a chance you may come out of this being like, eh, it was okay. Interesting. I don't okay. know. I don't, you, I don't know. I, I will see. We'll see. I'm very interested to see how you, how you react to this movie. Cause, uh, all right. Cause I swear to God, you're going to have to watch like, I'm, I might make you watch dice road part. Oh, one. there's no way you'll hate it. <laughs> I don't think it's possible that you'll oh, hate this movie, but yeah. there may be a chance that you're like, eh, 
it was up its own ass or something. You know what I mean? Like, it, okay, gotcha. Who knows? But I, I think you'll get it. I think you, especially All with right. the the with the theme we've been on. Which I don't mean to. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna point something out. Have you noticed that we have now watched Soul Plane and Get Rich or Die Trying during Black History Month? <laughs> I did it. <laughs> But I like it. Fuck and now, yeah. And now we're watching Get Out. So you know what? Apparently we inadvertently leaned into this. Uh, <laughs> Which is funny that we we talked about like like adding things into media like Fortnite in the last episode. Oh my God, you're totally right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. We're just, we're right on the cusp of fucking media and entertainment, Something. man. Yeah. Uh, but all right, guys. Thank you for watching. If you don't want to be spoiled for next week's episode, make sure to watch Get Out for our next episode. Uh, Mitchell, got anything you want to say to the beautiful people? New music. It's coming. Be on the coming. lookout. That's young right. Caesar. Two new songs <laughs> coming out from Young Caesar. Uh, Suku. T-S-U-K-U. Don't look up Young Caesar. You won't find it. Know who it is? You won't find Young Caesar. Uh, do, you, do you want to tell where they could follow us? <laughs> Absolutely. You can follow us over on Discord. You could join us in the links in the description, as well as Reddit, r slash Neon Valley Pod. You can support us over on Patreon. You'll get a little extra tidbits, as well as some episodes early every now and then. Thank you guys again, and watch out for those Vegas Gators, because they they've been biting lately. Oh my god. I told you I saw one the other day, right? Where at? Uh, it was off St. Rose. I was coming back from one of my doctor's appointments, and I'm just like, holy fuck, they're already out here. It is... Well, they're Be getting, careful. if you. They're getting further away from water sources, which is concerning. It's like... Yeah, because I, thought... I don't know where they're heading to. Like, I, I don't know what their goal is. I thought the whole point of gators was that they stay in the water. So, like, Lake Mead, where they usually reside. I yeah, thought that... oh, yeah, I know. Like, everybody but... knows there's gators in Lake Mead, but, like, to come this far into the valley... It's like a 40-minute drive. I don't even know. I think somebody might be bringing them there. That is my theory on it. That makes sense. There was that guy who was bringing sharks into, like, a local lake. Not in Vegas, but this happened somewhere. Oh, like, yeah. Like, if yeah. he's dumping them in, like, sewers, then maybe that's another way they're... Although, uh, I don't know. If he's bringing them, dumping them in sewers, then them getting out. So, if you're in Vegas, just be careful for the alligators. Yeah. Well, not just the... the 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 alligators you weren't already worried about like of course you were already worried about oh the yeah no gators. the ones that are now coming into the valley because yeah. that is what's new uh Fucking you knew insane. you knew they were like me but i don't, but I don't know this what's far happening. up this is weird. are they gonna still be able to have the super bowl with this gator problem oh i mean they're they're actually going into the sewers to kick homeless people out near the strip so i'm sure if there's any gators they're gonna absolutely make sure they're nowhere near the strip i don't <laughs> know if they really so care fucked up that's i didn't know Dude, that that's a is. true thing that happened oh that yeah that's that's yeah it is um okay now we actually now we actually have to end the episode because i'm sad all right uh <laughs> watch out for them gators folks we'll see you later Bye bye how did you oh god fucking leaves i hit the wrong thing